Welcome, welcome to the Lighthearted Podcast Adventure with four pastors who discuss God, His Word, and some other stuff. This is Pastors, pastors Live, a Rev FM production from Water Springs Church, Idaho Falls. Here now are Pastors Dave, Ty, Shane, and the other guy. What happened to the summer? It's gone. Summer, man, we, we just finished unwrapping all of our Christmas presents. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of Christmas, uh, it's Pastors Live. It's Tuesday. It's Taco Tuesday. Yes. It, it's always what? a good, every, well, every day's Taco Day, but it's Tuesday. It's August 15th. This program is brought to you by Greenhouse Coffee, 2299 East 17th Street here in Idaho Falls. And for those uh, who are listening around the country, uh, you're missing out because you can't get to Greenhouse, but hey, we do here locally. It's awesome. Hey, Pastors Live at the Rev.fm. That's how you can contact us if you have a comment or a question we've got some today we're going to get to uh and but the potato heads say hello shane says hello hello and then dave says hello did he just call us potato heads yeah the potato right. heads are right. saying hello right. that's right yay all right yeah and so i'm you know hey the tots are here today all right and so the other guy james is here today say hello hello and then gary austin <laughs> Hello. There he has go. muted and himself. So, yeah. did, we, did we wake you up? Sorry, bro. Yeah, did yeah. we wake you up? It's Tuesday. That's Tuesday. You haven't had enough coffee today. Summer heat. Uh, but yet summer so, heat. Pastor yeah. Ty. Yes, sir. What's your favorite taco? Oh, my favorite taco? Yes. Uh, my favorite taco is going to be carne asada that is a traditional, usually out of some kind of bus that's been turned into a food truck. Yes. Nice. Uh, the cilantro and diced there, onions. There is oh, one down cilantro the street that Shane yeah, so, has yeah. been going to. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I still recommend them. Seriously. And where? Okay, right down the street. I'm not going to tell you At where. The mall. But they're oh, good. Okay, I know. <laughs> what you're talking oh, about. oh, okay. okay. <laughs> they're the food trucks down there. Is, 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 is it where, is it where like the, there's like five corn dogs? Yes. 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 Right? yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. You want to target in exactly where they are. Yeah. Okay, yeah, just, all right. I took nice. red. So, I took red by the way, have you guys I, noticed that, I mean, is it a new trend, by the way, just like the whole little food truck, food truck, truck food truck areas? Have you guys noticed that? Well, no, like, it's just now getting to Idaho. Yeah. It's been in Southern California for about 15, 20 yeah. years. Yeah. Oh, okay, so we're just catching up. Oh, yeah. And in fact, they've already made time. movies about it, that the movies are sold, they don't even play them on Netflix, and they're all about the food truck areas in Southern California. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, it's just Idaho's finally catching. Because I, I look, I, I'll I'm be honest with you. People in Nebraska are going, "What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. what? You, What's a, food, a truck? food truck? Yeah. Food, food comes in a truck. Well, for them, like food delivery. truck is where what all corn the corn truck. is on going down <laughs> yeah. the road. I mean, that's a, that's all the grain trucks, corn trucks, yeah, all that stuff. So exactly. we, we, by the way, we appreciate all of you who are out in. Uh, corn Driving country truck today. Yes. By the way, that was one of the most interesting drives my wife and I ever had. We got married in Chicago, uh, right outside of Chicago, and then we drove across the country. We came down. Uh, we came down eighty. Great. Now, coming across I'm the country. Is bad boy Leroy. Uh, that's right. Bad, bad Leroy Brown. Well, we're coming across, the, and it was it was high <laughs> corn season, Ooh. and it was like miles and miles and miles of corn. And I remember we, we at this time it was an atlas. That's what we had, right. and you, of course Nebraska opened up to two pages, right? And eighty just drive across there, <laughs> and I remember for hours we would see, there was a Wendy's sign, and we would see, and we were hungry. We we're like we're gonna get there. Uh, we got we got so hungry we were thinking we're just gonna pull over and eat some corn. Uh, you know, you but it was like, can't eat that corn. Yeah, yep. I know, you can't eat it. It's all GMO. So yeah. so we were coming up over it, and we're like, oh, there's that Wendy's sign, and then it's just got that it's that flow, the slow roll right across. Was it Nebraska. a mirage? No, it was in the right in the middle of Nebraska. There's an exit. It's like right where the atlas closed. 
there's a Wendy's. We were I've never been so happy to get to a Wendy's before uh, because we were so hungry. But we were in a little Ford Ranger. It was a standard, no cruise control, uh, no air conditioning, driving across the country. Um, at the beginning, of I would buy June, that vehicle so. right now. I would. Not even think so, twice about. You know what he was oh, thinking I, I the whole do, time? Yeah. He was thinking about Mel Gibson and just going, "Don't take me! Don't take me! Don't take me!" <laughs> 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 that was good. Hey, so you listen, didn't even guys. Have a baby monitor yeah. back then. <laughs> we got, but it, you know what is it? You know, in service for uh, Water Springs School started yesterday. Of course, so it's kind of today is actually uh, National Back to School Prep Day, and I I don't know if you guys noticed, but also I was at Hobby Lobby the other day. Did you guys notice? It's also time to get some Christmas decorations. Apparently, it's August, people. Come on, all right. Boo. Does it? By the way, does it frustrate anybody else? When you start seeing all that stuff way before it's time, like it, it's it like, used to really bother me, but since we've gotten so involved in Operation Christmas Child, I'm like, great because yeah. now I can buy a little bit at a time to fill up our shoe <laughs> right. boxes without right. going broke. Right. Yeah, by Sorry, the way, grandkids, got nothing yeah. for you, but the children over in Africa are going to be so stoked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just so you guys know, OCC, we're going to be doing Operation Christmas Child That's again. We're going to blow that out here yeah, probably buddy. in just about a month or so. Yep, sir. But you can start getting OCC stuff at Hobby Lobby already. Yep. So. I know. That's, that cool? that stuff's happening I right now. I got all of the stuff put in. Uh, that's for the one redeeming say, point to all of that. Uh, yeah, all that conversation, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> we so, got all the facility request forms <laughs> filled out. We're rolling, man. Hey, so we've got a couple things here. Uh, we do have some comments and questions. This is one's from Patty Scott in Idaho Falls. Hi, Patty. Uh, and, and by the way, this is a great question. If you could go back and change anything in your life, would you? Do you have regrets? And I'm going to be really honest with you. I have regrets. But would I change anything? No, I would not change anything because uh, God has worked all things together for my good because I have loved him. And so I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll on Romans 8.28 mm-hmm. on that, and I'm going to say, no, I would not change anything. But yes, I'm going to be honest with you. I have made mistakes, and I do have regrets. Mm. But I've repented, and I've moved on. So mm. in fact, well, sometimes I... Sometimes I, you know, I might eat something and have a regret still today. So I'm just saying. But you know, Shane, what about you, man? I would, I would say along the same lines, 100. I, I have regrets, but I don't dwell on them or try not to dwell on them. And I'm so thankful uh, that the Lord has redeemed all that sin and my own stupid decisions um, tried to destroy. And so I, by the grace of God, I am what I am today. And I'm thankful that I have a testimony that I can relate to other people and hopefully help them not do the same things that I have done. So I would not go back and change anything because then it would change my ministry today. Yeah, I think the thing there, right, is that's so important. Uh, Our brother, the Apostle Paul, would say, now abide faith, hope, and love. Um, Faith looks back, right? Mm -hmm. We look back by faith and say, because Jesus Christ came— um, I'm I'm saved, and so all of my past is forgiven. Hope looks forward because Jesus Christ is coming. I have the hope of heaven. But Paul says, but the greatest of these is love, mm. and love is focused in the present. And that's the greatest thing is to realize, yes, by faith my past is forgiven, and by hope, man, I've got a, a, a future in heaven. But the important thing is where am I right now and I'm, I'm living in the present in the power of the love of God and so uh, whatever stuff is in the past it's what's brought me to this place of, of living in in the love of God amen yeah yeah I'm I'm right there with you guys I, I, I there's part of me that wishes I could go back and not make some of the destructive stupid choices I made that hurt so many people but 
if I could go back and change that, would I have the same? Would I have the same characteristics? Would I have? I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but I am at a place of humility where I don't look at myself with the kind of arrogance I used to. And the way that I would look with judgmental eyes on other people who are making stupid choices. Now I'm able to say, well, if God saved me from that and God redeemed me from that and God restored broken relationships that I destroyed, um, who am I to, to sit there and throw stones at this person when I can speak truth and love and share with them the gospel that I experienced? Mm. Right. Yeah. God uses God uses what's been happened in our past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gary, what about you over there, man? I, I actually wouldn't just because they've uh, helped me to to grow and be who who I am. But uh, Ty, like you said, you know, I've repented of those, and um, mm. so those regrets have turned into, I, I guess, moments of gratitude. Right. <laughs> you know, of not that I experienced them, but that I went through them. Right. Yeah, it makes you thankful for grace. That's how God takes coal and turns it into diamonds, right? Yeah. 100%. So, so it pressure. You pastor dies, or, you know, like you said, you wouldn't go back. Um, Oh, goodness. Like, what's what's the, like, so what's the point of the, the pains or the, the crummy decisions that we make? And then, like, gosh, I, I still have to remember those. Why do you think God allows us to still remember those? dumb decisions oh i think part of that well first of all i think uh, pain is also a good reminder i don't want that pain again like i don't i you know you you get burned by a stove you don't touch a stove twice you get bit by a dog you don't pet the dog a second time so i I think that when we think about when james says my brethren count it all joy when you fall into various trials knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience Mm -hmm. but let patience have its perfect work that you might be complete lacking lacking nothing nothing. and that that word for complete is the same idea that paul uses in ephesians chapter 4 uh the idea of being grown up into the perfect man in other words being mature grown up and so our pain actually kind of grows us up and i know that for myself uh, a lot of people want to keep their kids from pain, and there were times that I would look at my boys and go, this is going to hurt, but it's not going to kill them, and they're going to learn from it. And um, and watching my boys as young adults now, I look at them and I go, yeah, the pain that they went through, the things that they've suffered through have turned them into the men that they are, mm-hmm. and they're amazing young men. Are they perfect? No. Are they going to have regrets over decisions they've made? Yes. Would they go back and change those things? I don't think they would want to because they really are learning from those things. So pain is a great teacher. And you get to comfort others with the comfort wherewith you yourselves have been comforted. Yeah, 2 Corinthians uh, 1.4. I I like that question, too, because not only does it help us not repeat the folly, it also, Paul talks about in 2 Corinthians 4 and 5, it longs us for eternity. Yeah. The the fact that things aren't okay here propels us to be focused on eternity where God right. will wipe away all the tears. Because one of the things that I think a lot of people, especially in the West, struggle with is they're very comfortable here. And they, they, they want their white picket fence. They want their, their retirement plan. They want all the pleasures of the world. But when we're reminded that that stuff doesn't satisfy and that there are sufferings and that there are trials and that there is pain in this world... It longs us for eternity, yeah. and I think that's very important. And like James as well. said, it also gives us empathy for yeah. others. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And also, there's a way that, um, at least with me and my own stubborn nature, the way that I learn, and somehow all seven of our boys, even the adopted one, weirdly enough, take on my characteristics of how they learn. So I can walk. We have a long driveway that slopes down, and I can walk 
from our house to the street to get the mail with one of my little boys. And I can say, hey, listen, I need you to walk down this driveway and not run because if you run, you could trip and get some uh, road rash in your knee and some rocks embedded. And I can have that conversation, but until they run down the driveway, trip and fall and get those rocks embedded in their knee, the, the lesson won't stick. At least that's been my experience. So, so I, have you been encouraging him to run lately? Or? Well, I don't, I don't want to- Run like the wind, bullseye! <laughs> I <don't, laughs> so I don't, I don't encourage them to experience uh, pain either however the my i am a, such a mediocre father in the way that i teach um the way that they retain those lessons is through the pain and so i i'm not the type of parent to jump in there if they get hurt and like oh no it's more like hey well you know that's what happens when you do that and then and then we have those conversations yeah, how, many, how many cars did you boys go through in the last couple of years we don't talk about that oh, it, we don't it talk doesn't about ma- that? doesn't oh. matter that's the past uh, that's, that's, the past. that's behind <laughs> us <laughs> <laughs> well no i mean there are lessons to be yeah. learned and i, I yeah. think that um I, I i know that for myself you can sit and if you like when you're quiet with your own thoughts you can go what ifs right and i always have to remember that i say, i try and say this a lot you cannot you cannot come up with a certainty from a probability and so because you cannot change your past there's no sense in dwelling on the idea of changing it and so but if i could go back i don't think i would change anything I wouldn't have my children. I wouldn't have our adopted daughter, our granddaughter, our, our son-in-law. I wouldn't have my bride. I would, so I'm just being real. I mean, I my life is is the culmination of every circumstance and decision. And those some of those decisions were stupid, mm-hmm. and even some of them today are still a little on the dumb side. So <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, hey, we got another question that came in. We got a bunch actually, but let me see if we can get through this one here. Um, it says. Uh, and sorry, I am writing to uh, the pastors again, but I wanted to thank them for their, their discussion on speaking in tongues. Well, first of all, you don't have to apologize for writing. We love to hear from you, and the rest of you can write in at pastors live at the rev dot fm. Uh, we would and, recommend not writing in tongues, though. Yeah, because right, right. Yeah, I don't because, have that interpretation. We don't have that interpretation. <laughs> yes. Simeon might interpret. It, yeah, Simeon might. Simeon might do that. Uh, I wrote a couple of months ago and indicated that I'm a short haul truck uh, driver in Iowa and Nebraska and recently took my family back to church after over 20 years of being away. I mean, good for you, Damien. I mean, this is from Damien Hill, so good for you, man. Uh, He says, now, I always felt shameful growing up because I couldn't speak in tongues like the, the more faithful people could. And then he asks this question. He says, why do some Christians not speak in tongues? That's a great question, but it has a simple answer. And we'll talk about it in a second. He says, he goes on and says this, I was told many years ago that it takes faith to speak in tongues. We have to, by faith, say words we do not understand. It was, uh, I was shamed into that for many years, but I learned that I shouldn't uh, have been offended by that. God bless. And that's from Damien Hill in uh, Mason City, Iowa. And mm. so, listen, Damien, first of all, that that's a great question. And I'm so glad you asked. But the scripture is really clear um, in 1 Corinthians 12 that the Spirit gives gifts to whom he wills. Yeah. And some people he just doesn't give that gift to. Right. And I have been asking specifically for the gift of interpretation for almost three decades and I don't have it. Yeah. 
I've been asking for that because Paul says to pray for it. So I've been praying for it. I was like, God, can I have the gift of interpretations? And nope, not, 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 I don't have it. One of the proof texts that, in my humble opinion, which I highly respect, um, <laughs> that gets, that was funny, guys, um, that gets <laughs> I, I misused that and abused um, is the Acts 2 narrative yeah. that there were 120 people in the upper room and they all spoke with tongues. Um, so it says they commenced to speak with tongues and we can extrapolate from other writings that what that means is pockets of them spoken tongues. In fact, that is probably where our brother Paul gets the idea, who obviously was not present in the upper room on Pentecost. Uh, it's probably where he gets the idea when he says in Corinthians two or three at the most, and let there be interpretation. Um, other passages remind us, of course, that when somebody is speaking, we're not talking about praying in tongues. When somebody is speaking in tongues, they are speaking to God, not to men. Correct. There is also another interesting thing there. Uh, people will say, yeah, they all spoke in tongues on Pentecost, all 120 of them. Are you sure about that? You might want to go back and uh, do a little deeper dive into the original language. There's one guy in that room that we're pretty certain did not speak in tongues. In fact, we have no evidence anywhere in the New Testament <clears throat> that the Apostle Peter spoke in tongues. Right. You right. cannot find anywhere at all that says Peter spoke in tongues. In fact, he's the one guy that stepped outside of the room and said, let me speak to all of you in a language you can understand to explain what's happening in this other language. And by the way, uh, something else to consider, that the guys, the people that were outside the, the room hearing all the noise in there said, how is it that we hear them all speaking the wondrous works of God? It doesn't say, how is it that we hear them speaking a prophetic word, a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, talking to us? Nope. The tongues that were being spoken on Pentecost were extolling the wondrous works of God. So for what it's worth, I don't think you can prove anywhere that every Christian should or has to speak in tongues. And it's not the only evidence of being filled with the Holy Spirit, as, as I have been told by some folks. But you look at the construction of the temple. There were artisans who were filled with the Spirit and did amazing yeah. things in the, in the realm of art. Yeah, And yeah. also, uh, what did Peter do when he was filled with the Spirit? He preached. Yep. And that's an act. Yeah. So, hey, Damien is his name? Yes. Damien, uh, so this is James here. Uh, in about Hi, James. nine, ten weeks, I'll be out there two hours from you in Spencer, Iowa, at a place called Hope Church. I'd love to sit down with you in person and just continue the dialogue. Uh, that'd be awesome. In English? Yeah. In English. Yeah. Right. I will use words, hopefully, right. that you can understand. <laughs> right. But uh, well, the fruit it, of the Spirit well, is the evidence of the five Spirit. Five words that you understand than 10,000 well, that you don't. And that's <laughs> right. the thing. And now, we do know that Paul, by his own admission, spoke in tongues. Yes. Peter never brings it up. Now, again, you cannot come up with a certainty from a probability. What we just have to acknowledge is that the Scripture is silent. Yep. And so, I, but on, I'm not going to on, on Peter, and I'm not yeah. going to draw a conclusion. I'm not going to say he did. I'm not going to say he didn't. I'm just going to say the Scripture doesn't tell us that. And I think this is how we have to ask questions. And this is a good question: Does the the Bible teaches when you make that statement? That better be what the Bible teaches. So, uh, and here's a great example. And this is this, I'm about to really mess with everybody with like one <laughs> minute left. So. For me, to, it, true or false statement, the Bible teaches that angels are fallen demons or that demons are fallen angels. 
The Bible teaches that demons are fallen angels. Does it teach that? Does it say that? I think we extrapolate it. Yeah. D- d- but it, d- that's the point. The point is it when d- you The only hear, thing that it says is that Lucifer took a third of the angels. That's the only it doesn't say demons. It just says he took a third of the angels. Well, and, That's the only thing. In well, Jude, he uses the word that there were those angels who were kept. Y- yeah, yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. Yes, remember, yeah. But, but again, it, the question lies, and this is the true or false statement, the Bible teaches that demons are fallen angels. Not explicitly, no. It does not say that. It does not say that. And that's important when we start having these conversations, right? That's why when we need to extrapolate, it seems to me, and to make those statements. Now, yeah. when we see that, when we see the battle of the angels, right, in heaven, in, in Revelation, right, and uh, you know Michael and his angels fought, and then Lucifer and his angels fought, and they were cast out, and there was not a found a place for them anymore. But then also the angels that left their proper estate, which is the Genesis six right, angels, six. and yeah. that they were, and the, you know those guys, they talk about that. Yeah, those are angels. It's clear that those are angels. But to connect those dots, and that of course, then somebody asked me, they go, "Well, then, what are demons?" I said, "That's a great question," because the scripture doesn't specifically say that they are fallen angels. We know they exist, and beings we know, of darkness. And we know, yeah, yeah. And so, so I think we have to be really careful because I do think because when people say you have to speak in tongues to 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 know that you're a Christian, I, that's it. The, or spirit filled. Or spirit right, filled. Right. It, it doesn't say that anywhere. I would it doesn't get to teach Jesus that, too. You know? Jesus doesn't talk about that at all. So right. And so yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Be really, be really, really careful when you're you're studying your Bible. We are we're Bible guys, and I I get challenged by stuff like that because I'm going to be honest with you. If if you would have asked me a year ago in passing, oh, does the does the Bible say? Uh, does the Bible say that? Um, you know, demons are fallen angels. I would have said yes, because that's the extrapolation that I've heard from so many teachers over the years. Now, am I disagreeing with the statement? Not necessarily. I'm just saying, hey, well, let's let's be fairly careful with our Bible teaching and be careful with what we say. I mean, it's a real challenge for sure, hundred percent. So, just things like that. Just keep that in mind. And you know what? You know what? Walk in faith. You, mm. you know, you want to know that you're full of the Spirit. Love, man. Love is that beautiful, beautiful example that you're filled with the Spirit of God. So, hey, listen, guys, we're out of time for today. You're loved, your family. God bless you. We out. That sound like a cat. Meow. Yeah, what was wrong with that, dude? I don't even know what's going on there. Okay. Pastors Live is a Rev FM production from Idaho Falls, Idaho, and is made possible by the Ministry of Greenhouse Coffee. Send your questions and comments by email to pastorslive at therev.fm. Then listen for their response on another episode of the lighthearted podcast adventure, Pastors Pastors Live. Live.